Fantastic. Good morning. There we are singing about what the Lord has done and uh, I'm missing what I'm supposed to do and just sitting there waiting, thinking, oh, there's another song coming up. And I'd be honest with you, the last three days, that's a little bit uh, how I've felt of, you know, here I am going to come and do a talk and sensing or feeling, you know, I'm waiting. You know, when's, when's God going to show me what to talk about? That would help, wouldn't it? You know, if you're going to come and do something and people are looking and it would be good to know what to say, wouldn't it? And I felt anxious. And I have even felt anxious sitting in the chair because I'm thinking, Lord, because so often as people we put our trust in ourselves, don't we? Or something else. And we so easy, you know, we say, yeah, God, it's what you've done. It's what, who you are. But time and time and time again, if you are a follower of Jesus, you find yourself in places where you're trying to put walls around to protect. Well, this is what I do. I, you, know, I'm, you know, maybe that's not what you do. But this is how what I find is that I then become, try to become self-confident. I try to understand and think I suss stuff out and I know what I'm doing. Well, we're looking at Psalm uh, 98 today. And just while I'm turning to it, on Friday, as I... um, as I was walking, and, I, and uh, how I prepare for um, a talk is to go for a stroll. And I just take my Bible and I go somewhere quiet and I just read it and see what God wants uh, to say. And uh, as, I was, as I was driving on um, Friday, I was going down to Two Tree Island. Any fans of Two Tree Island? Yeah, no, most people, it's quite nice, because most people, as you drive down Two Tree Island, they walk on the right, but I go on the left, because it's quieter. Um, and um, I saw this lady walking down the road, and she had, a, had two kids. One of them uh, must have been about four or five years old. She was on a bike, and as I'm driving uh, up, up uh, Hadley Road, this child, for, for, because she thinks... Again, this is self-reliance. This is, I know the way to go. She thinks that she's going to be crossing with her mum the road directly opposite her. So all of a sudden, without any warning, she gets, uh, she's cycling along and then she cycles across the road. And there's a car coming down this way. I'm coming up this way. And the mum yells out, Stop! And, and, and I, I hear the volume of the voice in my car back here. Because, and so does the child. And so quickly, this child stops, must slam on the brakes, uh, or I, I don't know how she stopped so quickly, but reversed. I wish my kids acted this quickly when I told them something. But they reversed and got back on that pavement so quickly. And basically, that saved her because she listened to her mum 
and, and my, my desire for not just my life but our life together is that we trust in God, that we trust, that we listen to what he's calling us, we listen to what he's saying and we respond so that it saves us. And this is what Psalm 98 is all about. Um, it's, as it's on the screen, I'm going to read it from the screen because my version is different. So um, Psalm 98 says, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvellous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. This is what he has done. The Lord has made his salvation known and he's revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. Are you seeing the theme here? It's about what he's done, what he's accomplished, and this is what happens next. All of the earths, uh, sorry, all, all of the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with a harp and with a harp and the sound of singing. With trumpets and the blast of the ram's horn, shout for joy because the Lord is king. Then let the sea resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Then let them sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples with equity. This is saying, this is what the Lord has done. He has moved by his mighty arm. He's done something. He's revealed his righteousness. And the, and the reality is that he's revealed Jesus. He's revealed of himself. He showed us what Jesus is. And Jesus has the victory. And I couldn't read this without thinking, so what is our response? Do we sing for joy? Do we respond in a way that, that, that is um, appropriate for what he's done. Because, of course, this is saying, you know, let the rivers sing, let the mountains sing. But we, you know, do, do, do they at the moment? Do we at the moment? Do I every day? Well, no, not always. And, and, and it poses that question. So, um, so, so what? So what? what? I, I, this led me very much to uh, Matthew 21 because um, the end of Psalm 98 it's talking about you know Jesus coming again it's talking about the second coming it's talking about you know this is he, he's, he's died on Jesus has died on a cross he was sent by his son to die on a cross to accomplish something great a victory over death so that anyone who believes in him can, can receive eternal life so that we can be saved, so that we can be transformed. And it then talks at the end about him coming back. It talks about the end of Psalm 98, about him judging. What have the people done with this good news? 
how have they responded? Have they given thanks? Have they, you know, have they uh, given joy and, and, and responded to that message, to that victory? And uh, it led me to Matthew 21. There's uh, parables about um, end times and how uh, the, 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 uh, God is, is saying about how people, well, he's judging people about how they responded to Jesus and his words. Uh, but especially I want to come to parable, um, uh, Matthew 22, which is a parable. And it uh, says this, uh, The kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by a story of a king. And he prepares a great wedding, a feast for his son. And this is talking about the second coming. You know, this is talking about a great wedding, a great banquet. And, and I guess... You know, if God does stuff, if, if it's true that he's actually created the world, all right, if he actually creates a banquet, how good do you think that that would be? How lavish would that look? And sometimes, I, you know, I, we're just picturing that is so hard for me. You know, how, so here is God preparing a banquet for his son and he invites the parable goes on to say that he invites people in he says come come to this banquet it's going to be good and one's too busy one's off to his farm and one's doing this and one's doing that and they don't come and and so as as the result the the uh, uh, the person who's uh, doing the, you know the king who is um, set the banquet up is very angry understandably not so what he does is he then invites everybody he invites everybody the good and the evil and he invites them to come in and that is the message now he's inviting those people wherever you are to come in to the kingdom to come and meet with Jesus come and this future banquet that that really starts now you know because it, it it's good it's very very good but this king noticed someone and he wasn't dressed in the right stuff and uh, what I was going to do I was thinking I know I'll come in with my old jeans and my tatty jumper and then I'll strip them off because what it's talking about then in Matthew 22 and that I thought was not overly appropriate so I didn't do it but in Matthew 22 it's this picture of a man who hasn't got the wedding gear he hasn't got the right robes and the king goes up and says what are you doing? You know, you've responded to the invite, you've come in, you've come to the banquet, you've heard about it, and you've come, but you've come for the wrong reasons. You've come and you're not ready for it. You, you've come and you, you're not dressed right. And he takes, and he gets his servants to take that person and throws them out, it says, uh, in, in uh, Matthew 22, where there's a gnashing of teeth. That doesn't sound good to me. And I thought, well, what's, those, what's the significance of those clothes? And in Galatians, it says, what we do is when we're in Christ, we put on Christ. 
We put on his righteousness. So if you've made a decision and you've come to a banquet, you've heard this message about how good God is, about his victory, you've responded, you've got to look good. But not look good in the sense of what you've done or what you've achieved because all of the things, you know, we've been singing a song, what he has done. We've just read a psalm, what he has done, what he has accomplished, the victory that he has done. We cannot come to God in any other fashion than in our dirty clothes. And it is him who, clean, who, who, who takes them off. It, it talks in the Bible about us um, laying down our lives, giving up our old selves and becoming a new creation. We put on new clothes. We put on his righteousness. We put on Jesus so that people, when they see us getting ready for the banquet, can only see Jesus. Is that our reality? When people look at you, do they see Jesus? I hope they do. I want, and don't get me wrong, is that do I always look like that? No way. Do I always think like that? No way. But I want to be in a community of people who desire to want to be clothed right who desire to want to be clothed in Jesus with the, with the compassion that Jesus gives to us. Surrendering and laying down our lives, not thinking about my agenda and what I want, my adequacies. I want it to be about Jesus. I don't want to be found at the wedding to be wearing the wrong clothes. You know, we know how good it feels to look good, I said to Joe, uh, three days, that's my wife. Um, no, it was yesterday, wasn't it? Although I've been pestering her for a couple of days. I said, can you cut my hair? Um, is there any, any men who, um, during COVID, don't go to the hairdressers now? I, I don't go to the hairdressers. It saves a fortune. All I, do, do, I bought a um, little shaver. And so I said to Joe, Joe, can you cut my hair for me, please? Because um, I want it to look good. And we want to look good. I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes I wear my old outfits and my rags and stuff and I'm not actually that bothered. But if you're going to somewhere special, if you're going to a banquet, if you're going to a wedding, you want to look good, don't you? And I want to look good. When, when Jesus comes again, I want to look good. I want to be found in him. I want to look like him. I want the essence of him to be, to be seen. And, and, and it talks about his righteousness. And we, and we think to ourselves, well, I'm not capable. I'm not, but, but, you know, and we hold on to those old rags and we forget that we have to throw those out old rags. A bit stupid because I brought a bag with me to bring them up with me for the visual impact to throw the old clothes away and to put on the clothes that Jesus gives us. It is him who gives us competence. It is him who gives us life. If you're struggling with sin, you're struggling with failure, you're struggling with, well, I, you know, I'm like this because I'm always like that. No. Jesus has come and he gives us life. 
and we're covered by, it goes on in, in um, is it Romans? I think it's Romans 3. It talks about us being covered, not only with Christ, but we're covered by the blood of Jesus. It washes us free. It sets us free. And I want to be someone who shouts for joy. As it says in Psalm 98, I want to be like the child who turned their bike around in the middle of the road and went back on to the pavement. I want to be near Jesus. I want to be the person who, when I do stray, his grace is sufficient and I turn around and I rush back to him quickly. I don't want to be found in a road. I don't want to be in a place where I'm, where I'm lacking, where I'm in danger, where I'm falling, where I'm far away from Jesus. Because as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, I find that Jesus' adequacy far outreaches mine. And every step I take, I enjoy when it's with him. I shout for joy when I turn my gaze away from the 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 um the natural thinking and the flesh and you know we, don't we find ourselves so often in despair you know do we not daily i have children you know you find yourselves in those frustrating points and constantly we have to turn away and look to jesus and every time we will not be let down but we have to lay it down we have to say, I don't want the old clothes. I don't want the old ways. I don't want to do the stuff my way. I'm going to trust in you and the promises in the Bible and we, we take it by faith. We walk by faith. And it's good. And that's why we're going to be singing some songs. We're just going to be worshipping the Lord and we're going to sing uh, Shout to the Lord. It's the splendour of the king. And what I'd recommend that you do is, if anything, you know, you might have just seen this bloke up here in a, in a T-shirt and jeans and going blah, 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 blah. That's fine, but what I desire you to do, I hope that what you will do is say, Lord, I want to be close to you. I believe that you are sufficient and some of us are probably going through periods of time where we need desperately certain things and what we need to find ourselves is coming to the one who brings life to the one who brings healing and fullness and restoration the one who brings freedom and joy and that is Jesus Christ and the promise is that whoever comes to me will not perish but have eternal life. Whoever comes to me, he, he then does what we cannot do. He clothes us, he equips us, he fills us with his spirit, the very spirit. And my desire is that we keep in step with that spirit. We allow it to penetrate us. When we see resentment building, when we feel anger towards people, we allow the spirit to transform us so that our clothes are pure. We allow the blood, you know, we ask for forgiveness. It's constantly, isn't it? We constantly ask him, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me and now change me. That's our desire. So we're going to sing some songs and I recommend, you know, you sit down, stand up, kneel, <laughs> 
do what you what what just connect with God just be like that child who uh, runs sorry on the bike turns around and and just cycles as fast as they can to this mother who is waiting who is wanting to teach their child what is right what is good and what is pleasing Father God, I just pray, pray for your word. I pray that um, the reality of Jesus, the person of Jesus, come now. We pray, your Lord, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come.